I was married for 14 years and uh, to my high school sweetheart and it was good at first it was really good I don't want to lie but as time went on they were all you know the red flags started showing he would be condescending towards me you know gaslighting me and uh, when he does something wrong he has a way of making it about me that he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for me if i wasn't you know like i deserved what he was doing so my kind of abuse was not uh, physical like the violent one that we usually see like that we can tell if you if someone is being physically abused you can see that they've been beaten up you know mine was more of emotional mental and uh, towards the end of our marriage it also became financial uh i'll i'll tell you a bit about that later so at some point it also became sexual abuse because he would go sleep out with all these floozies without any condom come back home sleep with me and putting me at risk of catching stis hiv which thankfully i never got and uh, for a, he was very smart about how he abused because you know he had a reputation to keep being a medical practitioner and not wanting people to actually see anything but there the was so much effect like he started even having affairs with uh, people who worked for us my friend i you know so it was really emotional how do you even come to work go to the office and have someone who's working for you sleeping with your husband and you're expected to be their boss telling them what to do there was a lot of disrespect from the now subordinate who is sleeping with him and i remember once being told if i was a good wife he wouldn't be cheating on me you know so then the emotional abuse mostly came out when i was sick uh, i'm a survivor of cancer well actually two types of cancers and that on its own means my life has been characterized by being in hospital so many times being operated 14 times to be exact and in all those times he would blame me for what he's doing like i mentioned earlier that there was gaslighting gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse he would blame me for choosing to have affairs because i was always sick interestingly he never said it to my face at least i don't know because we never had any children due to my conditions so he never really said anything about him wanting children that's why he said i remember i asked him once so also he would neglect me like when i'm sick being left to fend for myself i remember 
after I had my hysterectomy, it was really deep. Like uh, the wounding in my heart was really deep. He left me. We lived on a duplex, in a duplex, and there were two flights of stairs, 18 steps to be specific per flight. And he left me at the foot of the staircase, the first one from that led from the garage to the lounge. And he left me there saying he's rushing to take care of his patients. And I'm a patient at home, you know. So there was all, I had to rely on my friends, on my sibling to take care of me because he was not interested. He didn't have time. He was busy, he had patients who needed him. So imagine recovering at home, living with someone who you don't even trust anymore. And they are doing all these things just to hurt you, leaving you alone when you oh, you are most vulnerable. And yeah, it was very challenging. It was, it, 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 it was a deep, a deep level of uh, betrayal, emotional and mental abuse, you know, because I don't know what will happen to me. I think that was the straw that broke the camera's back. Like, no, I'm done. Why would I stay with someone who's treating me like this? I, I couldn't. I didn't feel safe the way he was talking to me, blaming me for what he's doing. I remember he even told me, you're sick too often. And at some point, I think it was the month that we separated he told me i think the, he told me it was all his money and uh, we had been working together we had a joint account everything was fine i never thought in my mind that i need a separate account you know because we had always been doing things together i mean 14 years you are doing things together it, 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 nothing you know nobody ever says this one is mine but suddenly, it was my money, my practice, my whatnot. So I was left high and dry. Economically, in that now, my abuse, as far as economic was concerned, was during our separation, he cut me out. I was taken out as a signatory from the joint account, which means I couldn't access any money. So now starting afresh, I all my time, all my life as a married woman had been dedicated to building our business together. So it meant starting afresh. On one end, I am recovering from a very, very huge operation, which is taking forever to heal. And on the other hand, I have to start working, start building myself up, uh, start earning some money because I'm on chronic medication. I take medication. So I had no access to medication, no access to, I had no access to medication, no access to just finance, money to get for my day-to-day -day use, you know. 
I had to start from scratch. So that's a that's part of the abuse. And then he he also started like they ended up living together with my friend and everything. So it's betrayal from him and from the friend. It was just horrible. And then I remember once he he said to me, I think that hurt, like really, really hurt. And it broke me to pieces. He looked me in the eye and told me he wish. Okay, this is how he put it. I wish your mother had kept her legs together. Insulting my own mother. I mean, such disrespect. You know? I don't know. I, uh, it's just one of those things. You start realizing what he, this person wishes you were not there. He wishes you were not alive. So what What else can he do? He's now even dragging your mom into your own disagreements. And this was said on the eve of my birthday. Because I was talking... I love my birthdays. They are, they, are so much, they are one of the most important days in my life. Well, apart from the fact that that's when I was born, but I love celebrating my birthday. So I was going on about my birthday, was excited. Then he comes to me and he wishes that my mom had kept her legs together. And that really broke me. And that year, needless to say, I couldn't celebrate, fully celebrate my birthday like I always do. I was really hurt. So obviously, uh, there was so much unhappiness, so much fear for my life because of the things he would say to me. Uh, and who knows, he's a doctor, he could kill me with something or any of his drugs, who knows. And uh, yeah, I don't think he really got to be, he, I don't know, maybe he is remorseful wherever he is, but to me, he never really apologized. The arrogance seems to be continuing because just a few months back, he, he sent me an article from 2018, you know, from an interview in 2018 where I was talking about the abuse and everything. And then he tells me, cease and desist. If this continues, I'm going to tell my own side of the story. And I'm like, and then he says, you need to stop with the lies. So I asked, is the abuse or the cheating the lies? Which one is the which which one is the lies? Then he stopped talking to me. But it's it, it's just I I don't think he 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 is remorseful. I don't think he really repented. I don't know. Maybe he did, but to me, I don't get that feeling. From him or about him that he has changed is probably the same to his the now whoever he's with now I guess so yeah I just wanted to share that bit with you 
to alert you that abuse is not always physical it can be emotional it can be mental it can be verbal it can be spiritual it can be economical it can be sexual and just because there are no visible scars on the outside doesn't make it any less of abuse and i believe it's the worst kind of abuse because you are dying on the inside you are hurting and sometimes you even get to a point where you want to commit suicide you know we see people were stressed people were depressed people are killing themselves and we wonder but no they seem happy they what they are going through so much there's so much emotional trauma that they are battling that they are going through and to tell you the truth when you are emotionally unwell when there is trauma that your body also responds to that i truly believe that's one of the reasons why i was not healing very well because i took forever to heal at least from the pains of the operation the residual pains that remain for life that the like the weather pains the phantom pains all these other pains they will always be there yes but it took forever for my body to get back to some kind of normalcy you know where i can function and do things so yeah it's not easy so we need to look out for each other we are each other's keepers we do things together if we see someone looks depressed it looks very sad they are failing to cope they are losing weight let's not wait to see physical symptoms that they are in abuse those are signs of emotional abuse so also let's take care of ourselves do not justify and make excuses for someone who is abusing you and say but at least they don't beat me hit me maybe or at least they don't do they are not violent that is violence on its own verbal violence emotional violence so don't it's important to know all these different other types of violations of abuse that people are going through in their homes in their workplaces wherever in their relationships it's not easy but with awareness then we know what type of action to take therapy counseling and if if living is the best way for you to survive to be safe live there is no amount of money that is worth suffering or dying for no amount of good dick is worth dying for so let's take care of ourselves let us end gender-based violence let us say no to gender-based violence I was married for 14 years and uh, to my high school sweetheart and it was good at first. It was really good. I don't want to lie. But as time went on, there were all, you know, the red flags started showing. 
he would be condescending towards me you know gaslighting me and uh, when he does something wrong he has a way of making it about me that he wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for me if i wasn't you know like i deserved what he was doing so my kind of abuse was not uh, physical like the violent one that we usually see like that we can tell if you if someone is being physically abused you can see that they've been beaten up you know mine was more of emotional mental and uh, towards the end of our marriage it also became financial uh i'll i'll tell you a bit about that later so at some point it also became sexual abuse because he would go sleep out with all these floozies without any condom come back home sleep with me and putting me at risk of catching stis hiv which thankfully i never got and uh, for a, he was very smart about how he abused because you know he had a reputation to keep being a medical practitioner and not wanting people to actually see anything but there there was so much effect like he started even having affairs with uh, people who worked for us my friend i you know so it was really emotional how do you even come to work go to the office and have someone who's working for you sleeping with your husband and you're expected to be their boss telling them what to do there was a lot of disrespect from the now subordinate who is sleeping with him and i remember once being told if i was a good wife he wouldn't be cheating on me you know so then the emotional abuse mostly came out when i was sick uh i'm a survivor of cancer well actually two types of cancers and that on its own means my life has been characterized by being in hospital so many times being operated 14 times to be exact and in all those times he would blame me for what he's doing. Like I mentioned earlier that there was gaslighting. Gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse. He would blame me for choosing to have affairs because I was always sick. Interestingly, he never said it to my face at least. I don't know because we never had any children due to my conditions so he never really said anything about him wanting children that's why he said i remember i asked him once so also he would neglect me like when i'm sick being left to fend for myself i remember after i had my hysterectomy it was really deep like the wounding in my heart was really deep he left me. We lived on a duplex, in a duplex, and there were two flights of stairs, 18 steps to be specific per flight, and he left me at the foot of the staircase, the first one, 
from that led from the garage to the lounge and he left me there saying he's rushing to take care of his patients and i'm a patient here at home you know so there was all i had to rely on my friends on my sibling to take care of me because he was not interested he didn't have time he was busy he had patients who needed him so imagine recovering at home living with someone who you don't even trust anymore and they are doing all these things just to hurt you leaving you alone when you oh you are most vulnerable and yeah it was very challenging it was it it, it, it was a deep a deep level of uh, betrayal emotional and mental abuse you know because i don't know what will happen to me i think that was the straw that broke the camel's back like no i'm done why would i stay with someone who's treating me like this i i couldn't i didn't feel safe the way he was talking to me blaming me for what he's doing i remember he even told me you are sick too often and at some point i think it was the month that we separated he told me i think the, he told me it was all his money and we had been working together we had a joint account everything was fine i never thought in my mind that I need a separate account, you know, because we had always been doing things together. I mean, 14 years, you are doing things together. It, it, nothing, you know, nobody ever says this one is mine. But suddenly, it was my money, my practice, my whatnot. So I was left high and dry. Economically, in that now, my abuse, as far as economic was concerned, was... during our separation he cut me out i was taken out as a signatory from the joint account which means i can't access any money so now starting afresh i all my time all my life as a married woman had been dedicated to building our business together so it meant starting afresh on one end I am recovering from a very, very huge operation, which is taking forever to heal. And on the other hand, I have to start working, start building myself up, uh, start earning some money because I'm on chronic medication. I take medication. So I had no access to medication. I had no access to I had no access to medication, no access to just finance money to get for my day to day use you know I had to start from scratch, so that's a that's part of the abuse and then he he also started like they ended up living together with my friend and everything so it's betrayal from him and from the friend it was just horrible and then i remember once 
he he said to me i think that hurt like really really hurt and it broke me to pieces he looked me in the eye and told me he wish okay this is how he put it i wish your mother had kept her legs together insulting my own mother i mean such disrespect you know i don't know i it's just one of those things you start realizing what this person wishes you were not there he wishes you were not alive so what what else can he do he's now even dragging your mom into your own disagreements and this was said on the eve of my birthday because i was talking i love my birthdays they are they are so much they are one of the most important days in my life well apart from the fact that that's when i was born but i love celebrating my birthday so i was going on about my birthday I was excited then he, he comes to me and he wishes that my mom had kept her legs together and that really broke me and that year needless to say i couldn't celebrate fully celebrate my birthday like i always do i was really hurt so obviously uh, there was so much unhappiness so much fear for my life because of the things he would say to me uh and who knows he's a doctor he could kill me with something or any of his drugs who knows and uh yeah i don't think he really got to be he i don't know maybe he is remorseful wherever he is but to me he never really apologized the arrogance seems to be continuing because just a few months back he he sent me an article from 2018 you know from an interview in 2018 where i was talking about the abuse and everything and then he tells me cease and desist if this continues i'm going to tell my own side of the story and i'm like and then he says you need to stop with the lies so i asked is the abuse or the cheating the lies which one is the che which which one is the lies then he stopped talking to me but it's it, it's just i i don't think he, he he is remorseful i don't think he really repented i don't know maybe he did but to me i don't get that feeling from him or about him that he has changed is probably the same to his the now whoever he's with now i guess so yeah i just wanted to share that bit with you to alert you that abuse is not always physical it can be emotional it can be mental it can be verbal it can be spiritual it can be economical it can be sexual and just because there are no visible scars on the outside doesn't make it any less of abuse and i believe it's the worst kind of abuse because 
you are dying on the inside you are hurting and sometimes you even get to a point where you want to commit suicide you know we see people who are stressed people who are depressed people who are killing themselves and we wonder but no they seem happy they what they are going through so much there's so much emotional trauma that they are battling that they are going through and to tell you the truth when you are emotionally unwell when there is trauma that your body also responds to that i truly believe that's one of the reasons why i was not healing very well because i took forever to heal at least from the pains of the operation the residual pains that remain for life that the like the weather pains the phantom pains all these other pains they will always be there yes but it took forever for my body to get back to some kind of normalcy you know where i can function and do things so yeah it's not easy so we need to look out for each other we are each other's keepers we do things together if we see someone looks depressed looks very sad they are failing to cope they are losing weight let's not wait to see physical symptoms that they are in abuse those are signs of emotional abuse so also let's take care of ourselves do not justify and make excuses for someone who is abusing you and say but at least they don't beat me hit me maybe or at least they don't do they are not violent that is violence on its own verbal violence emotional violence so don't it's important to know all these different other types of violations of abuse that people are going through in their homes in their workplaces wherever in their relationships it's not easy but with awareness then we know what type of action to take therapy counseling and if if living is the best way for you to survive to be safe live there is no amount of money that is worth suffering or dying for no amount of good dick is worth dying for so let's take care of ourselves let us end gender-based violence let us say no to gender-based violence